Welcome to the Free Minds, Free People podcast. Free Minds, Free People seeks to develop ways of teaching and learning both in and out of school to help us build a more just society. It is a conference and a space where participants can share knowledge, experience, and strategies. With this podcast, we will bring you the voices of people dedicated to our freedom and liberation in education. Welcome to part two of this episode, Teaching and Reimagining in the Time of COVID, Lessons from Black Women Educators. Belinda, Lisa, Okai, Kaur, and I continue to name many lessons that this pandemic has unveiled to us, and among them is the lesson of possibility. Another world is not only possible, she is on her way, and on a quiet day, I can hear her breathing. While this new world is expansive and abundant, the portal that we must walk through in order to access it has no room for the extractive, exploitative, and just straight up evil bullshit that has rendered lives, particularly black lives on this earth, to suffer premature death. Channeling that radically loving energy of Arun Hati Roy, we ask ourselves, what are we gonna bring with us and what are we gonna leave behind as we walk towards this new world together? I am so excited to bring you part two of this episode where Belinda, Lisa, and Okai Kaur not only reflect on the conditions that allow systemic oppression to continue, but also share their thoughts on reimagining a more humanizing and just world. Much love to you all. We hope you enjoy. Dead ideas and dead rivers or we can walk through lightly, ready to imagine another world and ready to fight for it. Byron Hattie Roy. I'm not sure if I said her name. You're good. I think um, in, in that quote, in the iteration of the quote, they took out little luggage. So the pandemic is a portal and we can choose to pack what we want in our little luggage as we carry it, transport it from one, one world to the next. Um, as this pandemic offers us that opportunity, as we unveil many of the contradictions uh, that exist in our society and economy, it's also forced um, an acceleration process for us to actually address and attend to um, and acknowledge these things um, that I think have been killing us for a very, very long time. I'd love for us to talk about this idea of transitioning justly from one, from this extractive economy to one that's more regenerative and using this moment that we share together as that portal to travel there. I'm really curious about what you want to put in your little luggage as we all travel together towards this new world. Um, so I want to start by talking about like what I don't want to carry in my luggage and then see if I can come up through that with what I would want to put in it. But what I don't want to carry with me into the portal into this next um, world post pandemic is 
the idea that kids can like fall behind or that kids can because when um b was talking about metrics and kids having to pass or having to measure up and having to do all of that all of that is so often based on standardized test scores that are created by these for-profit companies um, and i even just got an email in my teacher inbox today that was like here's some literacy programs so you're to address the pandemic gap or the COVID 19 gap or something like that i'm like so this idea of a gap this idea of kids falling behind is all created so that these companies can benefit so these companies can sell to us that our kids are lacking something and that what's going to solve it is some magical online program that we have to pay for or some magical curriculum that teachers have to buy for schools rather than thinking about what goals do kids have for themselves what goals do their families have for themselves do their communities have for them and trying to figure out how can we help kids reach their own goals and um, to shout out to what we were talking about last week and what I mentioned in my article was like, how do we get kids to maintain their humanity, to stay close to their humanity instead of furthering all of these things that take them away from their humanity? Um, I would like to bring, and I think that this kind of builds on that and what I was raising last time is just kind of tied to children and their ability, their childlike their innocence, their curiosity, their inquiry, um, their sense of wonder. I love my son. He asked so many great questions, like so many great, that seem so like, they seem like obvious, like once he asks, and it's like one of those things that you're like, wait, I never thought of that. I mean, it seems obvious, but the, so just the, your, our sense of wonder, our, our curiosity I would like to bring that um, I would you know I it's you know there seems to be you know there is a need for us to want to and we, we need to shed all the things that that contribute to how we are dehumanized how we dehumanize each other, right? Um, willfully and unwillfully, intentionally and unintentionally. Um, so that's 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 what I'm thinking right now. Um, that's a difficult question, but I do think that there's that need. There is that need to also want to maybe, and, and these are kind of abstract ideas and not tangible things, but also like our history like i want to bring our history with us too like so that we don't go back to this horrible place uh because it is extremely horrible we ruined we've ruined the earth or we've attempted to ruin the earth <laughs> um but i don't think we could ever do that but like i think it was who is it george, george carlin that says like you know the earth's gonna be all fine it's gonna shake us all off and then regenerate itself all over again right um so, yeah. Um, I saw the quote, then I supported Kamari and brokered a peace deal between Kamari and Umi. <laughs> and now I'm back. All right, so uh, to imagine another world, what 
do I want to bring into this new world? I want to bring humanity back. So I will I feel you on that. Like the whole, like when you said the unknowingly part, like I just, it happened today. Like I literally, I think I accused the student of like plagiarism and then I like, and then I like, a student asked me a question and I was like, assumed he like knew where the thing was. And I was just like, you know where it is good. And then I realized, oh, oh, I made a mistake. I didn't take a moment to like pause and really understand what it was that they were asking. And then it like sent this email, like just being like, I'm so sorry, <laughs> you know, like I'm so sorry for not seeing you and treating you with dignity in that moment. I realized my mistake. And, um, and then I had hit up the other student and I was just like, I was like, I think I missed something. Like, let me step back. Like what was going on with this assignment? You know, cause it felt like this to me, but I should have asked you. So I just want the humanity back. I like, I think I had posted on Instagram. Um, and it was stemmed from like me feeling like sometimes we show like, we show uh, animals and we show, babies like infants like humanity and grace more than we show like humans once they're like a toddler or like a child and up it's like somehow after that happens it's like oh you're no longer you're no longer this little thing that's like vulnerable or whatever oh you can walk you can speak you can talk it's like oh i'm just gonna i don't know just I have a lot of curse words in my mouth and I'm trying to like hold them back, you know, not because of my child, but just because <laughs> it's the only way I can communicate how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> I'm just trying not to be, you know, it's like being a, being a dick to people. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Like I don't, so I, I want to go, I want to bring, yes, true folks, just like, be like, what do you need? How are you? Oh, how can I help? You know, thank you for letting me know that. Like, just like that energy or, oh, I did not like that, you know, and this is what I need instead. Like, you know, I want to bring that. And then the other thing I want to bring is, I think Lisa, you talked about it, is um, the whole like behind. Like, I don't, I don't want to use that language. Like, that language is not coming with me. I want to, I want to use like language like um welcome everybody to seventh grade and today you're going to explore you know some skills you know and you're ex and ex you're going to explore where you are in those skills you know and you guys are all going to be in different places and whatever place you end up in that is where you are you know and my job is to facilitate that process um and uh you'll get a grade but the grade means nothing what me what means the most to me and what it should mean to you is like what you develop while you we're together something like that i don't know so i don't know i need to work on it a little bit but something you know where it's just like we're just like explore, like if we had paint and then we were like oh let's explore with the paint it's like oh we're reading this text let's explore with this text let's think what is this author trying to say why did they create this character what were they trying to teach us about being humans like you know like i just want to because there's so much brilliance like I want to also bring our baby's brilliance like into this new world like there's a student who like he was talking about 
in their science project, he was talking about, um, I don't remember the project, but he was talking about cocaine and he was talking about um, the Amazon rainforest and he was talking about how um, he would protect the, the rainforest, you know? Um, and based on his responses, like I could tell that he had experienced a lot. Um, but the way he was able to bring his brilliance to the assignment, um, it was just amazing. And every and the teacher shared and everyone was like, oh my God, and I was just like, I want more of that. I want more of, you know, bring, of students being able to bring their full self to whatever work we do. I don't know, it's kind of abstract on how I can foster that, but that's what I want to bring. Like, I want to be, I feel like the opportunity with this whole virtual school is that for some students, I feel like I've been able to like, in a weird way, see, the, it's not actually weird, let me take that back, see their full self in the virtual realm. And it reminds me of like when the internet was created and when AOL, or the folks who remember AOL and put in the, the disc, you know, into the computer. Like chat rooms exist for a reason, you know, like there are people who, you know, are able to show up fully uh, on the internet. The internet changed lives for some people, for the people who were not able to perform, you know, in capitalism. And so I want, what I want to bring is I want to bring a space where both people, like where we don't have to need, we don't need a screen, we're both types of people, the people who can't perform, the people who can't, can both be in the same space together. I'm gonna stop there and wipe my eye because I got lit in my eye. I love that. And I think I fully agree about wanting to bring in um, space for the kids to bring their full humanity. And I echo that and add that I wanna bring the relationships that I'm building with my students' families through this time because I have to call every week my advisory 22 families and check in and just be like y'all still living what do you need <laughs> like literally like did COVID get you yet no good um but also like through this I know now almost all of my advisees parents professions which I did not know before um getting to know like what time they want to be called what they're doing when they sleep like just I mean I don't have to know them necessarily to that level all the time but just being closer to them and knowing them uh, and then where they come from through their families a little better just really wanting to commit to that and continue that mm -hmm. yeah, I think relationships are really um like I was um I'm appreciating the relationship that I'm having with my children in this moment too um that i didn't have when i like the amount of time that we're spending together though it's a lot of the time is spent where i'm working and then um and my partner is doing work with them um and they're doing their schoolwork for most of the early part of the day but after like, the day ends, we sit down and we'll watch at least two movies together, right? That's not something we ever did before or play a game. Like we're watching old movies, new movies. It's something we never, ever did. So the time, time, but also I want the time to be for everybody. Like, I think as we're also growing and building relationships with each other, we should also understand that we are just 
maybe one job loss away from being those people who don't have that time, right? And so how do we work in solidarity alongside with them so that everybody has this as the norm, right? Not, not that, you know, in terms of, you know, we're all stuck in the house and on lockdown, but that we have time and space, um, that we have resources, resources as a time, um, as a currency, as a, as a, as a life force. Um, I want to bring that. Um, and then, you know, just the relationships, at least that you mentioned, because I think, so this Sunday and for Mother's Day, so my mom passed away when I was 20, but uh, my mom's, my mom's side, I have a cousin of mine, I reached out and said, we want to get all the, the family, the descendants of Ida Mae together uh, on a Zoom call. So relatives I hadn't even met before, the, the fact that we're actually even reaching out in this way, that we had never even considered ever doing, ever. I don't think before this time we would have considered saying, hey, let's all get on a Zoom call and do a Mother's Day and then meet each other for the first time, all of the, like the descendants of Ida May, right? Ida Mae. So like that is, like I wanna take those relationships that we're building and growing and cultivating bringing that with us through this portal, right? So that we're also working in solidarity with each other, growing with each other, loving each other, learn, learn, like being in community with each other, um, you know? So I think that's, that's been life-given, right? Um, to see and everyone say, I'm, you know, I'm the great granddaughter of Ida Mae. I'm the great, great, great granddaughter. I like all like that's like, I'm sure people do it at family reunions, but the fact that we were doing it on a Zoom call, we had the time, we created the space, things that we probably, on any other probably ordinary Mother's Day, probably people will be taking their family Mother's Day, mothers out to eat. So the time wouldn't have been made to actually have a Zoom call for everybody to get. Like, so all of these things are, you know, I, how do we take that with us, right? <laughs> and then organize together so that everybody has that, right? So I, and this kind of goes back to what's unveiled. Like I already knew, like I've always, I've aligned and I identify as working poor, right? And so I will continue to align with, you know, working poor, right? Um, Although sometimes it may seem like I have access to certain things and that's only conditional. I'm very clear on that, right? I'm, I know that it's conditional. I know I can lose it at any moment in time, which is more of a reason. I know that it's that the fact that many of us are able to work from home is, is an illusion as if there's no, there's no alignment, right? It all creates this illusion that we're okay, we're more comfortable, right? When we're in actuality, we're not. We're not okay. We're not comfortable because everyone's not. Um, oh, you said the solidarity, and it made me think about how I keep thinking about the school and structure. And what I want to bring in the new world is I want to bring solidarity between. Um, I'm just gonna start right now. I just want to bring solidarity between administrators and teachers. Um, I want to bring that into the new world. Um, 
because I know like we can't do this work alone, you know? And I, when there's division between us, then people sometimes self-isolate and then it impacts the babies. And um, collaboration actually, not collaboration for collaboration since so folks can keep tabs on you and know what you're doing. I'm not talking about that kind of collaboration. <laughs> I'm talking about like us like really exchanging exchange of ideas and how to do things, you know, so that folks um, explore and practice new ways of like being, you know, in school, being in the classroom, being with the babies. Um, and also collaborate with admins so that they can fight like hell for teachers and fight like hell for the babies and the baby's families. Because um, when that happens, like, I feel like it actually creates like this protection or immunity bubble, you know, in some ways um, where like the whatever people at the top, whatever, whatever, um, can't really penetrate. Um, in the results that come from that is actually something that is linear than any organization or hedge fund or whatever could try to imagine and it's really hard it's not tangible like it's not something that, that can just show up on their database or their you know um and it's also unique to the community that the culture is built in and so i just want more of that like i feel like at my school like i see glimpses of like what we were trying to build this year and I feel like if we, if the pandemic didn't happen, I feel like we would have really like, it would have been so lit. And I know that we can continue to take what we started this year and like build even more upon it for next year. And so that's what I want to bring. It's like what the bits and pieces of, of the humanity that we started to bring, you know, and how that shifted the culture in our school to where it was just like, you know, it just felt like more love, more connection, more solidarity between everybody in the space. And it had the organization like mine, but they were just like, you guys are doing so well. Yeah, they did so well. How are you doing it? Of course, cause they wanted to figure out how they can like, you know, uh, duplicate the shit, you know, and have other people do it. And it's like, you can't duplicate this. This is like unique to the culture of the space. So I just, I want that. And I want folks to respect that. I want to bring that in a new year and let folks, like in the new world where people can also respect that process and know that that like because the whole duplication is a part of the commodification which is a part of you know capitalism you know what i'm saying it's like oh how can we box that and sell it back to you and sell it back to everybody else and it's like some things can't be bought and sold man like it just can't <laughs> So I don't want I don't want to be bought and sold. I don't want my babies to be bought and sold. I don't want their families to be bought and sold. I don't want Evan to be bought and sold. I don't want nobody to be trying to be bought and sold. I just want us to just be. <laughs> I just want us to be, man. That's what I want in the new world. I just want us to be. Thanks. Can I just be. I mean, I know my name is B, but I literally want us to be. I'm. Wanna you be just want to be. I just want to be. Can we just be. Okay, your question in the chat here um how is time shaped in the new world for you another way to put it transition is inevitable but justice is not how do we shape time 
um, we have absolutely no control over. And I'm wondering if we actually does, do have control over time. Like, I wonder if there's like a, mm. if we need some kind of collective, like reclaiming my time type of movement. Like, like because th- there's, yeah. you know, because like now that we've got a taste of it, like the fact that we have access to some level of time, which means every damn person needs to have this, how do we reclaim our time? Like reclaiming my time. Like I want to do like a Maxine, a mama Maxine waters type of reclaiming my time on a like global level for everybody. Right. Totally. Yo, yo, <laughs> yo, I, you are speaking. Okay. So you are speaking the truth right now. Oh my God. So we can, I believe we can reclaim time. And I feel like there have been little pockets of me reclaiming back my time from you know the institution the that's individual that. though right so that's I not know. that's individual so how do we collectively collectively, collectively reclaim my damn time we can share so in my idea around like solidarity and like a sharing like the practices and the resources of how to reclaim time it's like like individually would be like my coach teaching me like how to build my capacity to reclaim my time in order to like you know so that i'm not feeling like i need to just do what massa tell me to do right but then like solidarity would be if it's not the conversation not just with me but it's with like all the people right and then we're all practicing like and saying no i don't want to do that thing because i want to spend my time doing this and i feel like my time would be better used if i was doing this and being able to like communicate i'm using this in the example of like as a teacher like you know say like there's many other ways you know but i'm just using as a teacher you know and and not being afraid to say that you know and say like i think we should all spend our time doing x y and z like i had to tell my my coach today i was like yo i know y'all wanted to work but we need time to process like can we reclaim our time and process this whole thing the the trauma that's all having a data mine like no one asked us if we were okay with that no one asked us how we felt about that like that is a slimy process and we're just expected to do it without talking about it so so i told her and we're gonna re- she's i'm reclaiming we're reclaiming our time collective time we're gonna do this um uh, thing called pie in peace or something like where we just get together and just process together as a community like the things we've been holding you know um so that's one imagining i don't know as a human being, i don't know i'm 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 open to hear other ways but yes i'm i'm here with you on reclaiming the time like i don't want to spend my time after 320 sitting you know with children to do work i want to spend my time doing a fun activity with children after 320 or i want to spend my time with my community out in the park somewhere like kicking balls around like i don't you know like i'm down to do that but i'm not down to do this i'm not down to sit at this meeting like i'm not i don't think this is a good use of our time how about we spend our time going somewhere together and kicking it like you know like as a community like do we have to sit in this room for another hour and a half even though we've already been sitting in this room for 2 hours <laughs> like for 6 and a half 7 hours long no I, we don't need to do that we don't need to do that we don't need to do that we going to reclaim our time measures yeah mhm how cool would that mm-hmm. be mhm mhm 
Yeah. What are you, what else do y'all imagine how we can shape time as we are entering this new world together? I've been burning sage every morning um, these past couple of weeks and then praying. So my dad's language, the word for God, um, God um, my dad's language is Ga, he's from Ghana. And the word for God is Atana. Ata is the masculine, Na is the feminine. So they see God as having all those, as being ungendered really, non-gendered. Like having both of those, those energies, the masculine and the feminine, which kind of goes against what Christianity God, right? The God that I grew up speaking to. Um, but I think this, this moment that we're in has allowed me to connect to that that I wasn't connecting to, right? And so there's, there's um, even, the, <laughs> even naming God Atana, right? The God that I am speaking to and in conversation and, conversation with and communing with every morning when I wake up and go outside and sit on my balcony um, like that that needs to be taken because I think if if we have a reverence for the deep within right and even within ourselves we'll see that in others too as well like a deep reverence not like an artificial, superficial, egocentric one, but an eco-centric one, right? Um, eco, e -E eco-centric, right? Yes, I love that. And so, so that's, that's, you know, shedding the ego and aligning with the eco is what I want us to bring with us. And that's at every, at multiple levels. Um, yeah. Oh, that's real stuff. When you say that, like, um, the reverence for the deep within. Oh, Lord. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. Oh, okay. <laughs> One of the homies is cutting the yard right now. Okay. Um, it made me think about, I just keep coming back to the name. Um, and when you said... <laughs> The reverence for the deep within and like being ecocentric, like the ecocentric way of seeing each other, not the egocentric, like, like the reverence. It just made me think of like, I just saw like my babies who like, um, who like aren't feeling good or weren't feeling good about themselves, you know, and, um, and then like situations that happened, you know, this year where it was like, Folks weren't feeling good about themselves. Community wasn't feeling good about themselves. Um, and or like folk or like folks being in their silos, you know, with the folks that either they felt seen by or like felt safe with. Um, and so I, I'm imagining what it would look like if like if there was that reverence, if 
everybody saw themselves, like saw saw the people around them and saw themselves, like they saw themselves and felt reverent for themselves and felt like not good, like just good, like, oh, I feel good, but like the reverence, like I revere myself, I honor myself, mm-hmm. therefore I honor and revere you. Like, I want to bring that to the new world because I just feel like it would just be a different way of being. Um, it's like, I hear like, you know, who was it? Multiple people have said this. I don't know why I hear Nas or Erica Badu or India Re be like, I see the God in you. Actually, India Re got a song, right? The God in you or whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or something like that. But yeah, like if we walked around seeing the God in each other, and I'm not talking about this like a five percenter or no, you know, no, you know. <laughs> not like on that or no hotel, <laughs> no. But like real, like I see the God in like I revere you. You're part of the ecosystem. Like I know we're connected. You know what I'm saying? So like whatever I do to myself, you know, is going to have an impact on you. Whatever I do to you is going to have not just an impact on you, it's going to have an impact on me and it's going to have an impact on everyone around us. Like if that was like, um, and I feel like that actually like is at the root of a lot of religions. It's funny you said that because I was like thinking about my students and like how a lot of them like their families either like practice Catholicism or um, Christianity or, um, or Islam in um, in my community. I don't think there's anybody who practiced Judaism, but, and I was thinking, I was like, in this time of like, you know, sheltering in place, like I've been, re- I've returned to like, trying to better understand like my spiritual path and like my uh, family's spiritual path, you know, um, and trying to understand the contradictions between like, you know, one side of my family, like, being pro-church, and then, like, another side of, and then, like, my immediate family being, like, now nah, we gonna worship in the home, you know, we don't worship in synagogues, and then also, to this, like, hints of, like, you know, African traditional religion, you know, and, like, conjuring hoodoo, but, like, not really, not having the language when I was young, so then, like, not really understanding, like, why, like, you know, they'd be like, oh, somebody put a hex on you, oh, the hag was riding you last night, you know what I'm saying, or we gotta make sure we open the door at, you know, 12 o'clock to let Jesus walk through, you know, and things like that, and, like, um, and that, like, not having a, it not fitting into, like, the monotheistic, you feel me, religions that a lot of folks practice within our capitalistic society, um, but then, like, how spirit, the disconnect between, like, us being able to show up human is connected to our connection to spirit, and, like, I want that to come with us into the new world. Like, I want, like, I don't, it's not like I want it to be, like, Catholic school or, like, a private school where we're praying to God and saying, Hail Mary, you know, like, multiple times and praying on the rosary, like, I'm saying that because I, my, my grandpa put me in Catholic school when he thought I would get a better education, uh, me and my brothers, but it was like one of the most horrible times of my life. It was traumatic as fuck. Um, but like, but I want there to be a space for spirit, like our baby spirit, like spirit, like I want us to be able to talk about like not God in like the dogmatic sense of like, oh, what religion do you follow? Oh, da, 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 but just like, like the yeah like you're saying like this you know spirit because I feel like that's where we're gonna get our humanity back because I know the I know there's students I know there's staff I know there's folks who do 
have a religion and like that guides them in their day-to-day practice and I know even though I don't follow religion but I believe in spirit like that connects me but somehow when we get in those walls it's like it's like compartmentalized or it's like put away um in also realize I want to do I want to have um more circles and I'm not saying circles like like what they've commodified circles to be you know over the last five six years you gotta do a community circle nah I'm just like I want to like just commune with my students like I don't want the first thing to be is just like come in take out your shit and then like we're gonna work on this like no I just want us to like connect you know and then from there like this is the thing that you can work on or explore you know and these are the multiple ways you can do that and then I want you to set yourself up so that you can do that in whatever way it is you want to do that and then we'll come back you know and reflect and share what we discovered and then I'll send you off to you know your next your next thing because <laughs> that doesn't feel like that doesn't feel factory like to me if we're able to connect in that way um so yeah lisa did you want to get in because you haven't spoken in a while (laughs) um you guys are speaking so beautifully um i just to add on to what you guys are saying um i just yesterday finished um dr bettina love's book about abolitionist teaching we want to do more than survive and um and she talks throughout the book about spirit murdering that schooling mm-hmm. does to kids, that uh, the capitalist system does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so I just think, Belinda, basically you're talking about protecting our children's spirits. And I feel like the closest that schools get to talking about this, like kids' attitude and like, oh, do they have a positive attitude or a growth mindset or whatever? It's like, that's, that's, are they like following, are they complying with a smile on their face or are you actually thinking about their spirit and how to protect it, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, Corey, you wanna share any last words? Mm-hmm. I, I'm grateful. Um, I'm grateful, I'm confused, I'm still wondering, I'm still questioning. Um, I'm appreciative, most of my daughter, right, who's really, who's really been teaching me a lot, both of the children, but she's really interesting. Um, I think I get phone calls and emails from her teachers almost every other day that she hasn't submitted work, and I think that's her own way of resisting. Um, and, (laughs) and I love it. Um, but I'm trying to figure out how do I protect her at the same time? So it's, so there's a lot that I'm, I'm trying to balance and work with in this moment in time, but also preserve her, her, her sense of just knowing herself and knowing that something ain't right with what we're doing. 
And even though it's responding in the way that she is, it's like, okay, I'm not gonna do it, or I'm just gonna submit it empty, submit the work empty, it's blank. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna be, I think I'm gonna be listening and watching them serving children more in this time. So that's my last word. <laughs> Something that I was thinking about while you guys were talking earlier about the nap ministry and rest and the importance of that and um, reclaiming our time was what does it look like for students to reclaim their time? And I feel like what your daughter, what you just described your daughter is doing and some of my students are doing that same thing. Yeah. I have one baby who just goes through and submits everything right before it's due. Yeah. All of it's empty. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. Um, but I think that is, yep. he's reclaiming his time. He's yep, like, absolutely. out of my inbox and I'm going to go mm -hmm. create my, he makes these amazing toys out of pipe cleaners and stuff. And he's like, I'm going to go create. Yeah. And, uh, we'll see if I do your work sometime. Yep. Yep. Oh my mm -hmm. God. That, what does it look like for students to reclaim their time? I, um, today I supported that process. Uh, by basically having everyone who technically was passing or whatever leave the class and just work with my babies who like needed more support in um, it was so dope because I got to like spend time with them like not just like oh you need to complete this assignment but like we just got to connect on a human level like um, in I want to, what I'm thinking about is, I'm, I'm thinking about a lot, I'm just feeling a lot. Um, and so I think I just wanna see where my feelings go and see where my spirit goes. Um, and I just kinda wanna let my rage just do its thing and continue to speak out against like all the stuff that no longer like that I know does not work <laughs> like you know and like not you know hide behind like uh, a role or a paycheck or I don't know shelter in place it's like isolate I don't want to hide me I just want to be like nah it's not working nope this is not working for the kids nope this is not working for me nope we need to do this differently like I just want to you know um fight I just I feel like with my rage, I just want to fight. Um, and then after fight, I want to rest. <laughs> and I want to restore. Um, and then I want to create. Um, yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> All right. I have one more question. Mm -hmm. I have one more thing one word to describe the spirit of this conversation for you tonight be it don't overthink it <laughs> oh you know i'm gonna say without you already know what i'm gonna say i'm like it was, lit. it was lit it was lit hey hey can i do a movement hey 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 <laughs> a movement won't show up on the podcast oh. <laughs> Jubilance personified. That's all I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. I love it. I'm going to go with nourishing. Um, 
incomplete. Mm. Mm. All right, I'm gonna bring, um, I have an elder in, in the neighborhood. If y'all know Jessica Black from Oakland, the Black Organizing Project, that's uh, Elder Pam is in Minnesota, is Jessica, is, uh, Jessica Black's auntie. We have this practice where we, we offer each other one word to sum up the energy of, or the spirit of the night. And then we take that last word. Elder Pam counts one, two, three. And then we say that last word. Mm. And then usually we slam the table. <laughs> but in this, in, in this instance, you go ahead and leave this call. And All right, be able let's... to visit. Y'all ready? <laughs> yep. All right. So the word is incomplete. There's still too many conversations to be had with one another. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. One, two, three. Incomplete. Thank you so much, y'all. This has been incredibly nourishing. Thank you so much for letting me. Uh, host a conversation while lying down do you do you oh. speaking of nourishing you were nourishing what? my baby <laughs> sure was i nourished the shit out of that baby um <laughs> 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 you passed out locked <laughs> out <laughs> yeah and that's where we at that's where we at okay let's just be it now everybody i wish you rest Mm -hmm. Go take go take a nap. Yeah, I am exhausted. It's been a long day. I see it. <laughs>